Okay, hi everyone. I'm hoping this live is going great. A little bit of a challenge getting started today. But I am uh, Paula Hockman, and one of the things you should know is that, let's see if I can center myself a little better, is that it would not let me even add a bit of a comment to get started. So today's all about uh, what Shannon refers to as my God sized combat. Um, excuse me, there's some issue here. Let's say, there we go. Okay, so hopefully this is working, and I'll look at my phone to see if Shannon's trying to reach me. Okay, anyway, sorry about that. Uh, I'm Paula Hockman, and this is all about my God sized comeback and what that means to me and. Hopefully it's helpful to each of you. And I'll tell you a little bit about me. I'm the second oldest of eight. And that was a fun household, big, big, loud, well-disciplined home, but we had a lot of fun. And as the second oldest, you became one of the helpers pretty at a pretty young age. And I always was running around. I remember even as a child, I was all about I don't have, sorry about that, it's like everything was going a little bit crazy, so that God's in charge here, so you don't really uh, have time to settle down. I always felt like I was busy. I was too busy to sit down and eat. I always seemed really healthy, but my mom even got me medicine as a six-year-old to increase my appetite. She said that was the the dumbest thing she ever did. She used to kiddingly say that because she said I never stopped eating and I did eat a lot, but I had a lot of energy and I burned a lot off. So as I grew a little bit older, I was never a big child, always a small frame and not very tall. I'm now 5'4", but still this small frame. But when I got to be 12, I only weighed 65 pounds. Now that wasn't because I didn't eat. We didn't know until a little bit later that I was getting very, very sick. I started getting more lethargic. I still went to school because, you know, you just do what you do. And I went to school every day and we all had chores, family of eight. We had different chores. My mom was really organized and there was a little list about what our chores were for that week. And the week that the sickness manifested itself, what I did is I pulled the, the uh, kitchen stool over to the sink because I remember it was my week to dry the dishes. And there were a lot of dishes to dry, but it was my week. And the reason I used the kitchen stool is because I was too weak to stand at the kitchen sink to dry the dishes. But I was fine to sit down as long as I could just sit and do what I needed to do. I could accomplish my chores and then get on with the rest of the evening, which usually included homework, playing with my brothers and sisters, things like that. So after I finished drying the dishes, I remember walking down the hall to the bathroom. And the next thing I know, I am what up at the ceiling. Now I don't remember feeling the ceiling. I just remember I was up at the top looking down on my parents and I was in this bright light I, I felt very comfortable I was just observing what was going on and I saw my mom and dad shaking my body 
like shaking it pretty hard. And I, I just remember the bright light. I remember I felt like I was floating. And then I remember they would not be able to take it if I go now. I clearly remember having that thought that they couldn't take it. As soon as I had that thought, I came back into my body and I'm looking up at my parents and they were still shaking me. And so they helped me sit up. We walked back down the hall. Now this is a traditional ranch home. You know, I, I don't know, under 2000 square feet, four bedrooms, a couple bathrooms, not a huge hallway, but it did take me a little bit to walk down the hall, walked down the hall, sat in the living room and my parents called our neighbor because we lived out in the country. Our neighbor was the volunteer uh, life squad. So he came down and the three of them were kneeling around, looking at me, watching me breathe. I seemed okay. I was just sitting there and um, everything seemed fine from the outside. And I remember he said, I feel like she's fine for now, but you might want to get an appointment with her pediatrician and take her in as soon as possible. So a day or two later, I honestly don't remember. Day or two later, I went to the pediatrician and I remember him saying to my dad that this little girl is very, very sick. Apparently I had a pretty bad heart murmur, mitral valve prolapse, which is a rather common murmur, except mine was intense and it was worse than usual. And he told my dad that he had noticed it when I was nine. So three years before he shared with my parents, he had noticed the heart murmur and he said the reason he didn't bring it up is because it wasn't significant at the time and it just didn't seem important to him. I, I found that a bit outrageous even at, a, at the age of 12 because wouldn't that be something where my parents would be the ones making that decision? But what made it so bad at this time, what caused me to lose all the weight, lose the energy, everything else, is that I had also got rheumatic fever. And of course, when you have a heart murmur, it attacks your heart. So I had rheumatic fever, this heart murmur, and the doctor said she needs to go to the hospital now and she needs to get admitted now. And I remember asking him, if I could wait a couple of days because I had my first boy-girl party that weekend and then I promised if he let me go to that party that I would check into the hospital as soon as the party was over. <laughs> it does crack me up thinking about it because that was almost like talking back to an adult but I felt very compelled to at least plead my case and of course I didn't get to go to the party. Went straight to the hospital, straight to bed, and at the time, I did not know that meant I would not be getting out of that bed, literally not getting up for two more months. There were two different times over that two-month period where I did get out of bed, I got dressed, I was told my dad was coming, and I was going to get to go home that day. And I was so excited, but as soon as I did that little bit of activity, just getting dressed, my fever spiked, and I had to go right back to bed. So that, um, that ended up being two months. 
I was studied a lot because I was at a teaching hospital for children. So I was wheeled regularly into a big room where all the student doctors would check on everything. And as a little kid, that's kind of embarrassing. So they would be doing things like that. All this exams all the time, low sodium food, which really does not taste good at all because pretty much no seasoning, especially that many years ago. And that didn't give me much of an appetite, but that's the way it was. I did not get out of bed for anything, not even to use the bathroom. So I had the bedpan and all that great stuff. My 13th birthday party was in the hospital bed. And then I got released to go home and it was two months of bed rest at home. Now, at first I thought it was pretty cool because I was allowed to get out of bed to walk across the hall to go to the bathroom. And that was more of an outing that I had had for quite some time. But I was, I wasn't allowed to go to school. I'm 13, I can't go to school, can't be with my friends. And my uh, teacher really liked me and she was one of our neighbors and she volunteered to come to the house twice a week to teach me. Now I ended up, I missed four months of school, my sixth grade in school. I still was at the top of my class. I did great. They did not hold me back. So I only completed about half of my school year and I still got passed on to the next grade. And what that taught me as a little kid is that I was just fine with going to school two days a week. <laughs> And that didn't go over with my parents, but at least I tried. Anyway, so I, I go back to school. The doctor had said to my parents, because they were talking about, I guess like aftercare is the correct word, but they were talking about how I was going to be built back up. And the one doctor, the pediatrician said to my parents in front of me, this little girl will maybe live to be 30. She won't have much of a life. It will exist of maybe like being in bed, in and out of bed, but staying close to home. And at the time, again, remember I'm 12, 13, I'm thinking who wants to be 30? So that didn't sound so bad, but I didn't like him saying I wouldn't have much of a life. And although I did not dispute that to him because you, you didn't do that, I just felt like I should decide for myself what kind of life I was going to have. My dad happened to go through high school with another man who had just graduated med school and he said to my dad, there's some new studies showing that you should work out. And it would be gradual. She won't be able to do much, maybe up and down one flight of stairs a day, and then we'll go from there. My parents made the choice. They made the choice, their medical choice, based on them and them alone, not for these two doctors. One doctor gave me not much chance, and one doctor said there was a bit of a chance why not try it so they made the decision not to question the medical community but to get the facts and make the choice for themselves and i'm really grateful that they made the choice they did and i liter literally had to have my parents drive me once a day to somewhere with stairs because we lived in a ranch home with no basement so there were no stairs and i built myself back up by the time i was in uh, the in high school I tried out and made the dance squad and what was really funny is I made the dance squad 
but I had permission to never take gym again my entire school year, starting in seventh grade until I graduated. But I was allowed to do the dance squad. Now, that, I think, was a God thing because I hated gym. I hated having to get into a big locker room and change and shower with a bunch of other people. I just wasn't that type of kid. I did not enjoy being in that environment, and I wasn't that coordinated. Ended up being coordinated plenty for what I wanted to do. <laughs> but so that was what got me started. And I just remember that I made the choice to come back. And I didn't realize at the time, in fact, I didn't realize till much later that I had made that decision when I came back into my body. So I just kept going about my business. I, I was a typical kid, graduated high school. I was uh, doing a lot of physical activity. I was working, I was going to school, I was doing the dance squad, I was doing a lot of running around with friends. And it so happens that my friend, my best friend in school, always struggled with her weight. And I never struggled with mine because I loved to eat, but I was always really skinny, but she always struggled. And so when we both got to be 21, I thought maybe if we join a gym together, I can help her. And it will be good for me because I'll build up a little bit. I'll get stronger. I know I need to work out the rest of my life for my heart. So I joined a gym. The funny thing is we were 21 and like most 21 year olds, she wanted to go to happy hour and have fun with her friends that way. And so she would go there and I would go to the gym. Now she since has gotten very, very healthy and and uh, she just had a different start than I did. So I would go to the gym. I loved it. I made a lot of friends that way. And the gym just became a big part of my life. I found myself in the gym helping people. That was my personality and always helping people. If they had questions about how to use in a piece of equipment, if they uh, just needed somebody to help them with, you know, sparring, not sparring, <laughs> with uh, spotting them not sparring, but spotting them. If we went into a class together, just someone they felt comfortable interacting with. So I, I didn't become a trainer right away, but I was in a gym starting at age 21. And every time my job moved me to a different city, I would immediately find the closest gym that I could join so I could start making friends that way and get involved. I've, I lived in one place where they suggested to me since I was always at the gym that I become a trainer. I did it strictly as a whim, but it, again, they had seen me always helping people, things like that. Another very, very big influence with God, which influences my daily routine, but I was riding to the gym one day with my aerobics instructor and she had said to me something about the class you're always in the class you do great and i said yeah it'd be kind of fun to teach it sometime so we get to the gym i get approached by management asking me if i want to start teaching her class it turns out she was going to resign that day because they were moving out of town she had the most popular class the biggest class the one that was literally they had to shut the door and not let everybody in and it got turned over to me in seconds. Now, being a good student and getting into the music is a lot different from being the one leading the class. And I was terrible. I was terrible. And um, 
so over two in a, a two week time frame, I just about killed that class. It got to be there was no problem. Anybody could get in at any time. And in fact, uh, I would answer the phone at the gym sometimes and people would ask who was teaching and they didn't know it was me who was who answered. And when I said who was going to be teaching, they wouldn't come. <laughs> so, But I stuck it out because I'd made the commitment. And by the third week, the class was packed again because I felt God just telling me to keep pushing through, keep pushing through. Now, along the way, I um, got him very involved with researching supplementation and you couldn't use the internet. You couldn't do anything like that to figure out uh, what was the best product to take or how do you found the best product. And typically if you went into a store, the people knew how to take care of you as far as customer service, but not how to tell you anything about the products. You know, they could read the label as easily as I could, but there just wasn't a lot of research out there out there yet. So I, but I did do a lot of research. I tested a lot of things. Every time my clients would bring me um, information on a new diet they were trying, I figured what would it hurt? I'll try it for a couple of weeks. I'm not looking to diet, but I'll try it for a couple of weeks, see what they're experiencing and give them my opinion. So I was my own little clinical study group. Um, luckily that did not hurt me. I don't advise people doing that. And there's a lot more research now, but I ultimately became a trainer. I trained a lot of people. I ran several big gyms. I left that world when the regional manager heard me say to someone who bought a membership for me, he heard me say that I was going to be there to teach them how to use the equipment to let me know their first day in the gym. And he told me my job was to sell not to train and I said well I'll come in on my day off and he said if you come in on your day off I expect you to sell more and I decided that's not where God wanted me to be and so I would just train people that I wanted to train I didn't I didn't do this for my income I always had another career but I loved I loved doing this and I knew there was a need and I maintained my certifications. I have now been certified in five different disciplines for 39 years and I've made an, a difference with people, but I've made a difference with myself too. Every year for probably 20 years, I, I had to go in for a big heart, uh, cardiovascular workup because they told me probably by the time I was 30, I would have to get a valve replacement. That's how bad that particular murmur is. Well, I'm now way, way, way past that. Remember, I've been in the industry almost 40 years and my heart doesn't leak. You can hear a little bit of whooshing from the valve, but it's like a very minor issue. And and it's uh, my heart muscle has not grown in size. It should be one and a half times the size of a normal heart. It is not. So everything I've done has been the right thing, but it was all because I listened. I always said it was that little voice or my intuition, but over the years I've come to know that's God speaking to me. And and that's happened with everything. I'm just looking to see, um, you know, I, I think what's so important about my journey, it might not be quite as dramatic as some of the people you'll hear from this weekend, but what I have found with me is I didn't realize that was God talking to me as it was happening. When I, when I, I think when I died and when I made the conscious decision to come back, 
you know, I understood all of that, but I didn't talk to my mom about that until I was in my early 30s. So almost 20 years later, and I remember being on the phone with my mom and I said, hey, do you remember that time that I, that I blacked out? I didn't say to her that I died because I do feel like I did, but I, I couldn't say that to my mom. But I said, do you remember the time I blacked out and you were shaking me and all of a sudden I came to and she said, yeah, of course I do. And I said, what did I look like when you looked into my eyes before I came to? And she said, you weren't there. I mean, profound, that described it exactly. I wasn't there. And um, I told her, I said, you know, you were right. I said, but I never talked to you about that because I knew it was upsetting to you. And that's as much as we ever said about it. Never spoke to my dad about it. My mom could take it a little bit easier than my dad. But I knew that I was told I had to work out the rest of my life. And that's how I got into the gym. I just found that I loved it. It was really part of my calling. But I just want to say to each of you that lots of times little things are what seems like little or insignificant things along the way are really God talking to you. And how I got started with the particular company that I'm with, and I'll give you a little bit more information near the end here, but how I got started with that company after looking for the right products for my clients, the right products for me, doing a lot of research, is um, I, I prayed one night and I actually talk to God like I'm talking to you. It's it's not a structured prayer. But I prayed one night saying, if there's the right business out there for me, just help me to be smart enough to recognize it when you put it in front of me. And I trusted that would happen and I went about my business. And uh, probably within a week, I get a call from a friend of mine, international banker, when she, we had we had done business a few times before and we were good friends and she said hey i want you to go check out this one company and i said no i'm tired <laughs> i'm just tired i'm just going to keep working corporate america i'm going to find products and and recommend things to people and plug my clients into the right people but you know i'm i'm tired of searching i haven't had a lot of luck with finding the right thing for my people or myself and she ignored me and she just said no I need you to go and check this out and told me the date I needed to show up and I don't make a commitment unless I follow through so I told her I'd be there and I followed through the interesting thing is I got there and I sat and I just kept feeling over and over again that little voice in my head saying, this is what you're looking for. This is what you're looking for. Because I was looking for people and I was looking for an opportunity and it didn't make any sense to me that this was the right, because it the company was so much in its infancy that there was, um, it was more like a belief versus, versus uh, something tangible. But I felt like this was what God was telling me to look at I never saw that person again she was a good friend of mine we had done business for several years and I didn't see her that day she didn't show up to meet me didn't hear from her for two more years 
But in the meantime, I just stayed on my path and it really was the right path. And I, I became um, exposed to the opportunity to do even more training, which I love. And I found that I do have a gift for sharing with people, but I, I always share that I'm talking to God. And, you know, some people are fine with that. And some people, you know, maybe have a difference of opinion, but I, I, I hear things. It was just like last night, I was thinking I'd made a commitment to something every Wednesday night, a particular group and something else came up that was very important for me to do. And they were overlapping just a bit. And I had said, um, Hey, please show me how to, please show me how to make this all work. So I go to the first group and they announce a different end time starting that night, a different end time because of that, of their schedule. And I'm just like, okay, I heard you God. it worked perfectly. Thank you. So it's all about being grateful, being thankful and feeling blessed. And that's, that's what I believe. That's why I believe I made it through what a lot of people wouldn't make through over the years. I have stayed very healthy. I had about five years ago about with pneumonia ended up hospitalized with that. I recovered pretty quickly. Um, had the flu severely about four years ago and that was a really bad year for a lot of people with the flu and I snapped back pretty quickly. It was severe for a few days but I snapped back pretty quickly and I just do my best to take care of myself and and listen, listen to the guidance I get, listen to where I'm led. And I'm just feeling like right now that I need to keep reminding you that there's no coincidences. It's all about, you get that little nudge. You get that little, um, like it might be a voice. I always say it's like my mom sitting on my shoulder, but I know it's, you know, it's a memory of my mom, but it's really God just saying, hey, here's where you're supposed to go. Here's what you're supposed to do. And sometimes it doesn't make sense. And sometimes I jump right in, but I, I always jump right in. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. I jump right in whether it makes sense or not. And I always say my attitude is ready, fire, aim, <laughs> which is... Usually I get through it, but I do think it's so important, especially nowadays, we are being bombarded with so much information from the internet, from friends on the internet, you know, who are sharing what they've heard from television, whether it's off or on, at times you'll be somewhere where you hear it, but we have to hear God telling us, hey, this is the way you need to go, or this is what makes sense. and it's um it's not about questioning authority there were people who would have thought my parents questioned authority when they talked to another doctor back then and this was in the um in the 60s the mid 60s you didn't question a doctor you picked your doctor you went to the doctor and you listened to what they said you didn't question them i was taking when I was released from the hospital and for years after, I was taking 16 iron pills a day because I was so anemic. 
I was taking 16 penicillin a day to fight off infection. 16 of each. Now think about that. I, I'm a petite frame. I weigh 65 pounds and I am taking 32 pills. Now I took more than that, but those are the two I remember, 16 of each. I remember that the iron pills were little dark, dark green triangles and the penicillin were huge white pills. And it was tough to get that many pills down every day. And no doctor would take me off of them. Even after I got to be an adult, I'm making my own decisions. I'm going for my checkups. I'm going for my cardiovascular checkups. And I'm asking, can I be taken off of these? And they wouldn't let me. So I started weaning myself off the iron. And I've donated blood numerous times over the years. And more than once they have said to me, wow, you've never been anemic, have you? So I know I've made the right decision. But again, that was me making a choice based on doing research, based on listening to several different doctors. As far as penicillin, I started talking to the doctors and saying, you know, this really concerns me. I am taking all of this penicillin as an antibiotic. I do understand it, but I also understand how antibiotics work. And I understand that your body gets used to them and that's killing off good biotics in your system. So that's a concern of mine. I also understand that if I really need an antibiotic because of a major issue coming back, there probably won't be one that will help me because I have been on mega doses for so long. And the doctors agreed with me. So I said, what do we do? Is this something we wean me off of? I know antibiotics, you don't wean yourself off. You take them and when they're gone, you quit taking them. Do I wean off of them or do I just quit taking them when this prescription's done? So I just quit taking them. And, and the doctor I was uh, with at the time, it was my decision. He was very clear. This is your decision. But he was okay with that. I've never had a problem. Over the years, I've had things come up where I had to have antibiotics, but I just took a normal dose and no, a normal prescription. It worked fine. Until I was about probably 45, I was taking uh, the prophylactics right before dental work, just even a cleaning, because that was what the science showed. And then I started saying, why am I doing that? You know, I was going to, uh, to regular dental checkups, taking good care of my teeth, and I thought, I don't want to be on something. Again, this is my decision. But I said again, I said again it, it just seems like if I'm taking this two to three times a year when I come to the dentist, that that's not that good for the rest of my body. And I want these to work if I ever really need them. So the dentist, because I questioned at that time, he said to me, there's actually a new study that shows it's up to the patient. It's not actually necessary. But he said, I'm not taking responsibility. Now he's my medical professional, but he said, I'm not taking responsibility. And, and I really think that's how it should be. He said, I'm not taking the responsibility. You need to make the decision. But if you decide you're not going to take them, you need to sign a release for me. And I mean, that was interesting. The medical world keeps changing, and that was interesting. I understood where he was coming from. I liked him as a dentist. So I signed the release. 
and I have not taken them since. And that's been a long time too. And when I switched dentists, just because of location, I, I switched to a different dentist. Very happy there, been going there at least 10 years. And they asked me about if I was on anything right before my dental appointments. I said, no, I choose not to be. And they were fine with that. No release to be signed. They were just asking me because they would have to write a prescription if I did. Luckily, all those years of doing the best that the medical community knew at the time and following their guidance, sometimes asking questions, sometimes not. In the beginning, I was too young to ask questions. But in doing that, it didn't harm my body. The times like when I had pneumonia, when I had the flu, uh, different, not the flu so much, but the pneumonia especially, I needed antibiotics. They worked perfectly. I just assume not ever need anything like that, but when I need it, I want it to work. The point is asking a question and choosing what's best for you, I think is is a valid a valid thing to do. We do it in every walk of life, and I just happen to have been led by God from a very early age to do that for myself. And um, luckily my parents made the right choice going with a doctor who believed there was a little bit of hope for me. I will tell you in the hospital, very good hospital, but there was about, I would say about eight of us little girls in that one area of the hospital. And one of the people I got to be friends with, because when you're there, when you are there for, um, for two months, you get to be friends with somebody. And she was about my age, she had leukemia. And just like rheumatic fever and the heart murmur I had were very, um, kind of like a death sentence at the time, her leukemia definitely was. And I remember watching the nurses as they would go by and they interacted a little differently with the other little girls there. The two of us, they always looked at us like they were sad. I didn't recognize it at the time, but in looking back, I realized they probably thought we weren't going to be around much longer. And they were they always were very sad the couple of times that my dad came to get me and he was told that I couldn't go home, that I was back in bed. And um, she was still in the hospital when I went home. So I don't know because back then you did not have you didn't have the internet, you didn't have a cell phone, you didn't exchange phone numbers or anything like that. I left the hospital, I said goodbye to her, said goodbye to her family. I don't know if she made it, I hope she did, but leukemia was a, a pretty severe, a pretty severe diagnosis. And they were so surprised that I got out. I did not realize the look from those nurses like I said, what it meant. So I do think that there are times, again, you have to look back at what, at what you go through. You have to look back and say, hey, what, is this where I'm supposed to be? Am I following your guidance? Am I hearing what you're saying to me? Even when I met Shannon and Ross, I met them at a networking group where I was a member and they were and they were checking it out to see if it was a good fit for them. And I remember, you know, I, I like people and, you know, hi, nice to meet you. We chit chatted a little because as a group, we were doing a meeting. 
and I was always watching them. Um, when I would run into them in different places, especially Shannon more so than Ross, but I would watch because Shannon was so together and wow, she was, she was an author and she helped people with their books and things like that. And I didn't even realize at the time it was, I was drawn to her because of our connection with God, I think, and because we were meant to connect in a deeper way. And we ended up years after that connecting and doing coffee and catching up and kind of marathon coffee sessions every few months and having a lot of interesting God signs happen with both of us. <laughs> and, um, and I've even, uh, as an editor, I have that as my background too. As an editor, I, I have edited some books and we've talked about that. I've never written a book. That was never my journey. I did not have any desire to do that, but I always loved being around authors and I loved reading and I loved um, editing books because I felt like it gave me something to read that I wouldn't that I wouldn't get access to so quickly if I didn't edit it. And so that was another, another part of my life that God drew me to. I know uh, part of my journey is I don't have any children. And I love children and children love me. It's really funny there. I walk through the neighborhood and the little kids come out to talk and they're the ones I end up meeting before their parents. But I, say, I always say that that was a God thing as well because, because there's so many little kids that I care so much about that, that I love to be around them. I, I typically say when we go to visit family, I say, hey, just tell me when you want a babysitter because I'll take care of any of them. <laughs> and again, it's another another part of my life that I was led to by God. But I think it's really, really important that you all just listen to your signs. And even today, I, I sat down so many times with a piece of paper after I was invited to participate in this. And I thought, I'm going to make all these notes and I'm going to have bullet points and I'm going to glance down and it's going to go this certain way. And I knew I had to tell you about the time when I was 12 because that's really what steered me that way. But then I, I heard loud and clear yesterday, Paula, you just have to speak what's on your heart and speak what comes to you as you are live. And that's what I have been doing. And um, hope hope there was something that resonated with you. I look forward to connecting with all of you. I'm going to tell you just a quick, a couple of minutes about me and my business. And um, my website is shop.com forward slash Hockman, H-O-C-H-M-A-N. And it is a product brokerage internet marketing business. Health and wellness is a big part of that. And we have several other divisions, anti-aging, um, personal care. We have pet care. We have auto care. I mean, it's, it's whatever you desire. I have a lot of different interests. And when the world went crazy, as I like to call it, starting in March 2020, I did ask God, what am I supposed to do now? Because everything was shutting down. Now, I worked for myself. I booked my own appointments. I was at home, so nothing really changed for me except the people I could go meet in a group. But I felt loud and clear I was supposed to look at what stress was doing to people 
and stress can kill you from a health and wellness perspective and it can kill your health from the outside forces too and people were having severe stress with their finances so we have a financial division that i've started working in a lot and combining that with my health and wellness and it's all about healing somebody from the outside in and from the inside out and it was strictly i said okay god where do i go now and i was led to get even more involved with that division and it has worked really well but what has also come about is people have started really seriously looking at where they are spending their dollars and they don't want to go to maybe some big box or corporate entities that don't have the same values they do so my site is actually a shopping site and I like to call it the anyway site. I was going to buy that TV anyway. I might as well stop at shop.com forward slash Hawkman and buy the TV. I'm going to earn cash back on my purchase. I was going to have Kroger groceries delivered anyway. Might as well go to Kroger through Paula's site and um, get paid cash back. I was going to shop anyway I'm gonna go through this site and I can pick and choose the businesses where I'm comfortable spending my money because again it's all about making the choices that are aligned with your beliefs and so that's what a lot of people are looking for we are a big company we're just not as popular or as well known as some of the major shopping sites even though we are every bit as big and we are based in the USA you do earn cash back. There is a shop local division. So um, I love for local businesses to get on the site so that if you're out and about, you can earn cash back when you're going into that local business anyway. And if you just reach out to me that I need to contact a particular business, I'll have the corporate person get in touch with them and see if it's a good fit for both of them. And um, just so you all have my information I gave you my website my cell number is 727-492-0025 feel free to call or text but feel free to let me know who you are and how you got my information so I'll make sure and call you back I mean like a lot of people we get a lot of unknown numbers and um, I am happy to share my number I'm happy to uh, give you a consultation I'll even share some trial marketing packs if you want to do a survey that's great we have a nutraphysical you want to learn more about your health and wellness take the nutraphysical it'll give you some good guidance so you'll see if what you're doing right now it has you on the right path you'll see if there's some tweaks you need to make and we'll do a consultation I have a weight loss weight management division and that's a great survey to take as well or maybe you say, hey, I want to work on the outside in and I want to do the skincare analysis because there's great products out there and maybe I'll buy from you, maybe I'll buy from your partner store, but I want to know if I'm doing the right things. So those are just some options. Again, feel free to reach out. I'm on uh, Facebook under my name, as you can see right here. I am on Instagram under Healthy Wealthy Coach or my name. I'm on Telegram under Healthy Wealthy Coach or my name. And thank you so much. I hope this came across clearly. It wouldn't let me do a description, and I was a couple minutes late, but it seems like we got it done. Thank you all. Take care.
Bye.